Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 1537. 1537, and I am Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley. I do not keep this obnoxious voice through the whole show. Don't worry, I stop now. Today, we're going to hear from Bison Bentley, Valentino, Madame Rutabaga, and get to some things that, quite frankly, kept me up last night. Mike's Daily Podcast. Things about this world, things that I freaking am, like, can we change? Mike's Daily Podcast. Can we sort of begin to sing a song that I enjoy like the one that I heard and I was just a boy It was a song that was sung by Billy Joel He and I have a lot in common Like, we like rock and roll But Billy Joel did a lot of slow songs Mike's Daily Podcast That people hated She's only a woman to me No, but uh, there were some good ones Mike's That when he was Daily Rockin' and Podcast Doing that thing with the Piano Kind of like I was just doing there with my piano As I played live for you that song Oh yeah it's live Oh yeah It's only the same song that I've been playing every single show Since 2011 Somewhere in there Oh yeah Yeah Oh yeah Yeah No Billy Joel and I Both had goatees in the same time frame in the 90s look who just walked in and then we both shaved our heads started shaving our heads around the same time so ergo i'm billy joel no i am not i'm i can't even think of a billy joel song at the time what am i doing uh you do a big shot don't you you had to open up the door look who else walked in Hello, Michael Myers, it's my dog, Rutabaga, and Aziz Azari is so hot. Oh, oh, he's in some hot water. Oh, boy. So that story is maybe a couple days old now. I think it was over the weekend that news came out about what happened with him. Look who else walked in. Hello, Dave, Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike Chris Christie is now out of office day. Yeah, he left. He's no longer to give any. Do you know what? And here's today's podcast picture. You guys are huge Chris Christie fans, but you know who the another Chris that you may have forgotten about? Chris Gaines. Who the hell is Chris Gaines, you might be asking? First though, look at the look at the wonderful water. Look at the wonderful picture. The podcast picture has water in it. Hey. All my podcast pictures seem to have water in and that's the thing. I like water. I like uh, I like to be splashed early in the morning with a little bit of water. Oh no. That's bad. Yeah, that this picture is from oh, this was 2 days ago. So very recent this picture in the wonderful Harbor Bay Isle area or Bay Farm Island is what it's called near Alameda and it's kind of wedged between Oakland Airport and Alameda and I was walking Basil the Boxer there and that was the day he was worrying me because all of a sudden he was like his right front paw was hurting him and what the hell dogs man well, you know, like you can't ask them exactly what what what's hurting. And then it was fine. Then he's like walking along. 
And then he was hurting again. Ah, it's confusing. It's confusing being a dog owner. But I strongly suggest that you become one. If you have a, a nice backyard area, and an adequate backyard area, and, and you're fine with walking your dog every single day, you really have to do it every single day. And, and you don't mind getting that extra exercise because, hey, oh my gosh, I need to lose a few pounds. That's what you're saying. I need to lose a few pounds. Get a dog, my friend. You will lose quite a few pounds because you're going to be walking all the time. And you might be walking your dog down the street to the local cafe and eating something delicious. But you're going to burn that off when you walk home again. And that's the, that's the reward. That's what's wonderful about having a dog. So Basil the Boxer and I were over there and it was a beautiful day. Actually, well, it wasn't really, I mean, we were having quite a few cloudy days in the Bay Area. Nothing to compare with the ice cold they're getting in my former hometown of Alabama. I lived there for two years and it was, it is so cold there now. And they're saying, don't go outside. Don't go outside, it's freezing, and you're driving on ice, and it's dangerous, and that's affecting a huge chunk of the South and the East Coast right now. So be careful over there if you live there. And then, of course, in Santa Barbara, we got the Montecito situation. 101 closed down. I got a friend who commutes up that route, and I used to commute that route when I went to college. It's so funny, I was talking to the host uh, the, of the San Francisco radio show that I produce And he could care less When I was telling him Oh I Because he All of a sudden Just started talking about The, the Montecito being shut down And that the workaround Is like a five hour drive Because you got to go through Ojai and stuff And I go Oh yeah I used to have to deal with that When I commuted from Oxnard To UCSB Which is an hour drive usually But when you got to go through Ojai Forget it, you're, you're looking at three, four hours. It's a long, long haul and it's ridiculous. And it, it's, it's, you're very, you've got very few ways in and out because the, the mountains come right up to the ocean along Highway 1. I mean, it's a beautiful stretch and I did that Ronald Reagan impression, impression the other day. But yeah, it, it, when it gets shut down, you're just, the whole, that whole part of California gets separated. And speaking of separated, did you hear about this? And we'll get back to Chris Gaines in a moment. But there was, uh, 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 where did that story go? New California. Yes. With the reading of their own version of the deck. into separate states. It's a question that's been discussed and debated many times before. And today, the latest group who feels that it should took the first steps to make their vision of California more of a reality. New at 6, CBS 13's Mark Thompson was in Marysville as the group declared their independence. Mark's in the newsroom now with more on this. Mark? Yeah, good evening. And the group is proposing to form what they hope will be the state of New California, basically separating rural counties from existing urban areas. Oh, wait, I gotta Whenever hear this guy. any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to seek a constitutional remedy. Uh, politicians put me to sleep. Hey, here's a great way to interact with the audience. Get a piece of paper, get behind a podium, and in front of your audience, don't look at them, look straight down in your paper and read this long legalese BS, brilliant sunshine crap that no one's gonna be interested in 
the only interesting thing is that they want to start a new California. And we heard about that a little over a year ago when Trump won. Oh, California is going to secede from the union. And when I was in Florida, when I got to see my mom's boyfriend, Mike, for the very last time, sadly. But when I was there and I was sitting with Mike and his son and some of uh, his friends and my mom and we're sitting there having dinner. What conversation came up? California seceding from the union. That's what they wanted to talk about. And I looked at them and I'm like, that's not really even a thing we're talking about anymore because it was September at this point and we had kind of moved on from that whole thing. And they, they, this isn't a real issue in Florida still. In a lot of parts of America, they're saying, hey, what's California going to do? Well, they read their own version of a Declaration of Independence and the founders of the state of New California. Oh, that's original. We'll just throw new in front of the name of our state. And we we're become, it's like New England. We were a country, but we're a state. We're a, huh? I'm confused. They took the first steps to what they hope will eventually lead to statehood. Well, it's been ungovernable for a long time. High taxes, education, you name it. And we're rated around 48th or 50th from a business climate and standpoint in California, said founder Robert Paul Preston, who was the guy I was playing. And he's boring. The state of New California would incorporate most of the state's rural counties, leaving the urban coast, coastal counties to the current state of California. So the rural people would be, we're out of here because we don't uh, identify with you busy uh, way too expensive to live idiots that live along the coast. There's something wrong when you have a rural county such as this one and you go down to Orange County, which is mostly urban and it has the same set of problems and it happens because of how the state is being governed and taxed, said Preston. Huh. But unlike other separation movements in the past, the new state, the state of New California wants to do things by the book, citing Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution and working with the state legislature to get it done, similar to the way West Virginia was formed. So, yeah, it would look like we'd have San Francisco all the way down to Los Angeles. And then, from what I'm seeing at this map, everything else to the east of us would become this new California. Even, like, parts of the coast. Oh, they still get parts of the coast. I guess around San Diego and up at the very north part of California. Your, uh, what's that? Uh, yeah. The, the north part, which I haven't been to yet. Eureka and all that up there. Um, and the sunset. Mendocino. Mendocino County Line. That's a Willie Nelson song. Not a Billy Joel song. No. Have I sang a Billy Joel song song yet? Uh, there, that one. Um, Captain Jack will get you high tonight and take you to your special island. So Chris Gaines, there was this Billy Joel, I'm sorry, Garth Brooks, who did a Billy Joel song, Shameless, and had a big country hit with it. Uh, So they were friends, and they were both on the same record label. Garth Brooks wanted to create this rock and roll persona, kind of like the way David Bowie became Ziggy Stardust. Garth Brooks tried to do this in the late 90s, in 1999, He came out with this character named Chris Gaines and he puts on this horrible wig. It looks like a skunk died on top of his head, this black, horrible wig. And he 
did the, he came out with an album which I listened to a lot. I have to admit. And when I was married, my then wife and I both liked this album because we both like Garth Brooks and it was Garth Brooks doing basically pop songs, pop and rock songs. So it it sounded like Garth Brooks crossed with Wallflowers. In the 90s the Wallflowers were big, like around 97. So this was Billy Joel, I'm sorry, Garth Brooks doing that. Now in what I found on YouTube last night was remember behind the music on VH1? Well, this show, this documentary that they did, you know, about it was like a week to week documentary they do about different groups like uh, Van Halen, Fleetwood Mac, Journey, Led Zeppelin. And they did one on Chris Gaines, even though Chris Gaines doesn't exist. It's just Garth Brooks. But they called it uh, Behind the Life. But they shot it just like a Behind the Music. The same narrator guy, everything. And Garth Brooks dressed as Chris Gaines talking to the camera saying, yeah, I was in a really bad way. I was a sexual addict and I uh, did a lot of drugs and I was living in Malibu. And he's supposed to be Australian, but he doesn't have an Australian accent. And he's supposed to, he's supposed to be a sex addict, but you're kind of, what? how is he? Oh, and they show him, apparently he looked completely different just a few years earlier. And he got into a bad car crash driving through Malibu Canyon really fast with his radio cranked up and he missed a curve. Oh, he fell asleep because he came, was coming home from a recording session and he went off the road. Uh, basically, if you go off the road in Malibu Canyon, you're dead. End of discussion. You're dead. Oh, but somehow Chris Gaines survived. He went off the, he goes, I woke up just as I went through the guardrail and I, and I was able to call 911. No, you're dead. You're calling 911 from heaven and you're not getting through. Unless you're Harry Houdini. So he is, so, so he, his face gets disfigured and he goes through all these facial reconstructions and he becomes Garth Brooks. It's what, that's what this show is telling us. And it, it's complete fantasy. And you know Garth Brooks was just having fun with it. And he was trying, he, he wanted to do this pop album, but he thought, hey, if I'm going to do this pop album, I'm not going to be Garth Brooks because everyone knows me as country. So let's call it Chris Gaines. And he, and then, oh, so Billy Joel is sort of one of these people that they go to to talk more about it. And, uh, you know, Chris Gaines' friend Billy Joel had this to say about it. Yeah, and Billy, it's actually Billy Joel. And that's what made me think about I'm like, hey, I looked exactly like him, like him in the late 90s. I had that same goatee and the same hair. Hey, we're both bald now. Strange. Um, but I suck at the piano and he's amazing. But he's talking to the camera saying, yeah, Chris Gaines was, a, wow, he always had a girl on every arm and. Uh, just I don't know what happened. He was really self-destructive. So that's what I enjoyed behind the. So they didn't. They didn't even call it behind the music. They called it behind the life. So it wouldn't be too confused with other VH1 fare. That's Chris Gaines, who was Garth Brooks, and the way Garth Brooks was setting it up was he. Oh, and the way they validated that he was Australian was the actress that plays his mom in this behind the music, behind the life, it, it was played by an Australian actress. So she had the full on Australian accent and that's, that's to legitimizes him as a, 
Australian, but what Garth Brooks wanted to do was make a movie called The Lamb. And they hint at that, that Chris Gaines' next project is going to be called The Lamb. It's a new album that he's working on. And Garth Brooks, as Chris Gaines, says, yeah, I'm working on this album called The Lamb. And they never... Oh, they were going to make a movie called The Lamb, which was supposed to be a story along the lines of a rock star who then dies for a particular reason. And and that was going to be Garth Brooks in the main role. Well, I guess movie producers, investors, etc. saw this behind the life and went, uh-uh. That's never going to happen. No. And that's what happened with that. Back to Sea Doodles. I am obsessed with Sea Doodles. Sea Doodles is this thing on YouTube. It's this guy. He does all the camera work. He talks to the camera, says what's going on. And he's got this girlfriend or wife, a young young girl with breast implants. Looks pretty much like that is the case. And she's often in a bikini. And the one I watched, they went to Santa Barbara. For some reason, my YouTube was not... It couldn't handle the high... The HD. It's shot in HD, so it looks... The views of Santa Barbara, the ocean, where it's very beautiful. Unfortunately, they're going through some hard times now. But the water's clear and shiny and shimmery. And the, they've got the beautiful courthouse downtown where you can go up to the observation platform at the very top. And you can see the whole Santa Barbara Valley there. And they, it was fun to go back. Sea Doodles. That's the only one I watched. And looking through the other ones... I'm thinking, eh, she's, she's hot, but whatever, that's, and I get seasick, so this may not be the show for me, but it's amazing, because they talk about during this episode that they've got over a million downloads, a million views already, and I think it's because they carved out a cool name, Sea Doodles, and I think that has to do with they've got a Labradoodle on the boat, and then they, and then she's cute. And he's okay looking. And they got these really nice, beautiful camera shots. So people watch this on YouTube. But I won't. I'm done. And I'm crossing off sea doodles. And I'm never going to talk about it again on my podcast because I've talked about it too much. Hey, for all you people out there. And I know so many people are listening. That go on and on about how your Apple product is not hackable. That's wrong. That's wrong. Apple products have been hacked and the percentage of Apple iPhones and MacBooks and tablets last year, iPads got that hacked last year, the number went up according to what I was listening to on NPR. But I am not happy with NPR and I will tell you this was much of my consternation that I had last evening. As I was walking Basil the Boxer on a trail up in the, it's the Columbia section of Podcastro Valley. Columbia is just basically a, uh, you know, what do you do? What do you call that? Where you got to pay a home, uh, not FHA, F, a home. You have to pay to, to live there. And Well, you got your home, but you got to pay those fees. HOA. It's like a totally expensive HOA. They got the only benefit they get from it is they have a pool. Do they they don't even have a tennis court. No, they just have a pool, and they have uh, so they got to follow all these rules. The lawn's got to be mowed every week. The, the 
plants gotta look just right. Everything's gotta be up to code. That's Columbia. But if you go to the very top, there's a part of the East Bay Regional Park District, and then East Bay Municipal District owns a chunk of land that you can walk on. And there's nobody back there, but it's a it's a nice walkable trail. Although I noticed nobody had been walking on this trail. I think I was the only one that had walked on it in weeks or possibly months. And the only other, there weren't any footprints, but there were lots of deer prints. And I think I saw a mountain lion or what's the local cat? Not the, it's, it is mountain lions that are local, not bobcats. That was what we had down in Ventura County. But I could definitely see something that looked like a feline paw print that was much bigger than a cat uh, in the recent mud. The, the, the dirt was still pretty soft from the rains that we've had recently. But it was a beautiful walk I did with Basil the Boxer yesterday. And I, I would love to do it more often. We saw uh, some horses that they stable there. Uh, as you first walk in, there's three horses. And the, Basil... <laughs> I've got pictures of Basil sniffing these horses. That's not the podcast picture today, though. But I've posted podcast pictures of that before. And... Just remember, if you have your dog meet a horse, don't let your dog go behind the horse. And Basil was about to go behind this horse, and I totally grabbed him. And uh uh-uh, you're going to get bucked, and then I'm going to not have a dog anymore. So that's my little tip for you. But yeah, as I'm walking along, and I'm thinking about this Aziz, Azari, Anzari, Aziz, Ansari. I get his name wrong but babe.net okay i'm reading now from npr's website babe.net published a woman's account of a date with comedian aziz ansari that she says turned into the worst night of her life in a conversation with npr's kelly mcevers kelly mcevers talks like this i'm kelly mcevers and and she's the one when she was talking about Kaepernick was saying how he took a knee. Took a knee. That's how she said it. He took a knee. That's how she talks. Uh, Caitlin Flanagan of The Atlantic and Anna North of Vox were on with her and they were discussing the story. Caitlin and Anna sound like they are millennials. And at one point, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. I'm doing this live. Live to tape. But live, uh, I'm going to just see how this rolls as we do this live and the magic of if I get this right or not, that they start criticizing, and I'm going to actually find the text about it. They start criticizing women in their 50s and back in the, quote, mad men era, which actually women in their 50s today would not have been working in the Mad Men era, uh, they would have just been kids. But their their moms, my mom, etc., uh, criticizing them for, even though they were part of the feminist movement, of not being more uh, anti, you know, saying no when they were being made passes at. Why did it basically say, why is it taking this long for the Me Too movement to happen? This should have happened years ago. Blaming women, older women for this. And I just got, I was just so, uh, 
You're just so entitled. Shut up is what I was thinking in my head. Now, I'm a guy and I have no place to say this, but that made me angry when I heard them talk about it. And I can't really see this in the text right now. But I heard that part. uh, And, oh, okay. Flanagan said this. Flanagan said, well, I mean, when I look at young women, I'm in, oh, she, oh, she is in her 50s. I'm in my 50s. Wait, when, well, this is very confusing. When I look at young women, I'm in my 50s. They've accomplished so much that is just, I mean, women my age just sit back in awe. You know, their goals for careers, the kinds of careers they go into, their fights to be paid equally to men, it's breathtaking. But then in this one core area, they're so weak. That's what was irritating me, was she was talking about women in the Mad Men era and saying that they were weak. And I'm thinking that's anything but Mad Men. Uh, which is they jump into these, you know, hookup situations. I have zero moralistic comments on that. And then they become terrified to say the thing that we were taught right away. Don't kiss me if I don't want to be kissed. I absolutely fruit. Let's see. I'm sorry. And a young woman going by the name of Grace. That's not her real name. And sees I'm sorry in this situation was putting up zero threatening behavior towards her. She said no exactly one time. And his response was, let's put our clothes on. You know, he did. Now, in this NPR story, they were basically justifying what Aziz Ansari said or was doing. And that was they he had already he and this girl that they had been on a date and they messed around is one way to call it or fooled around, as we used to say back in the 70s, kind of fooled around and fell in love. No, they didn't do the ultimate fooling around but they did a lot of the anything buts and then she was like no I don't want to do this anymore and from what you just heard Aziz Ansari was okay I'm done then uh, and now she's complaining and saying that he went too far so no, he did put her, her hand in his crotch a bunch of times which is certainly wrong but it's to be exposed this way I think is crazy so we should just say that Grace in the piece said and that's Kelly McEvers Gave verbal and nonverbal cues that she didn't want this to happen. But Anna, I just want you to respond to this. What do you think about this idea that, you know, well, if you don't like it, just go? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we'd love to get to a place where everyone feels completely empowered to say exactly what they want and to do exactly what they need to do and keep themselves safe. But I also think that the reality is that women get this message, and we've been getting this message for a long time, that you have to be really nice to men. You have to reject them really nicely if you're going to reject them, and you have to kind of let them down easy, and you have to be sweet. And I think it can be pretty hard for women, especially young women, to switch gears from that messaging to suddenly oh, now I need to advocate for myself. I'm going to advocate for myself in this really assertive way. We should just say Aziz Ansari acknowledged in a statement that this date did happen. He said, uh, quote, we ended up engaging in sexual activity, which by all indications was completely consensual. He went on to say he was surprised and concerned when Grace expressed to him in a text the next day um, that what happened was not okay with her. Her. I guess what I'm saying is... I did it that whole Az- Aziz and sorry thing. It, it ah, that's all I had to say. On to another 
So that's going on. That's I bring it up because it's the Me Too movement is not going away. And there are people in the media that are trying to say with stories like that, that, okay, we've gone too far. Now, now it's gotten ridiculous. It's got the Me Too movement has lost steam. It's it's fluttering. It's it's petered out. It's done. This shows it because, look, this girl, he, the date, what, now she's accusing a season, sorry, of sexual harassment, even though all it was was a date that went wrong. And no, it's, it's still someone who said no. And from the story, it sounds like Aziz Ansari was, um, wait, what? No, let's, and he pushed it a little bit. She felt to the point that she felt uncomfortable and I don't like anyone pushing anything on me. I don't even like when I go to try and look at cars and the car salesman comes up and he's, Hey man, do you want to buy this? And they get in my, and I'm no. And if they're still there, I'm just, ah. And then I say, no. That was my point. North Korea has imposed more demands on South Korea over the Olympics. Yes, North Korea is going to be in the Olympics. They weren't even invited. And in South Korea, all of a sudden, out of the kindness of their hearts, said, yeah, okay, you can come. But now they got more demands. North Korea sucks. Said, I I know I just stated the obvious. But they said it would send a delegation to next month's Winter Olympics in South Korea. And the regime's demands, they've taken on a sinister pattern. Sinister, according to USA Today. Reports emerged yesterday that North Korea demanded the South return defectors. Return defectors who fled the totalitarian regime. Uh-uh. No. They defected from you. They're gone. They're not... South Korea is not going to all of a sudden take them. And that would suck if South Korea caved into that. That came after requiring that South Korea pay the North Olympics costs. And, yes, pay North Korea's Olympic costs. Oh, we want to be in the Olympics, but South Korea, you pay for it. Oh my gosh, this is like a really, isn't this the most horrible relationship gone wrong? Yes, that's what's happening with North Korea. Who's this guy? What's he, what's he saying? Oh, is that Rex? Solidarity. We reject a freeze for freeze approach. In Rex which legitimate defense and military exercises are placed on the same level of equivalency as the DPRK's unlawful actions. Okay, Rex Tillerson. He's saying stuff. <laughs> That's how I look at that. Hey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, say what you will of her, but what a job. And she, you know, that other guy, Spicer, he lasted, what, a month? And she's lasted all this time since then. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed with her stamina. She's she's doing good. And she still look, and she looks fabulous up there. Even though the stuff that she's saying is pretty annoying at times. But uh, Facebook has changed a lot. We talked about that on the last show. And I don't think I'm going to be able to find it uh, during this podcast. But someone posted this really cute post about how her daughters have gone on to college. And how she what she doesn't miss is like their her daughters looking at the reading their on their smartphones constantly. Or that they leave crap in the bathroom all a mess and 
uh, that they leave all this other stuff. She's like, that stuff I don't miss. Eh, nah, I'm lying. I miss it every day. And the, the fact is, I guess you're going to see more stuff like that on Facebook. Stuff your friends are posting. And stuff that gets, apparently, posts that get big comments. Like if you read someone's post like that I read. And if all of a sudden I commented below it. Oh, this is so beautiful, and it makes me wish I, that I did have kids, and oh, my life is pathetic, it's going nowhere, and oh, what am I here for? If I commented a big thing like that, apparently more people will see it now. Instead of the stuff that goes viral, that everybody's reposting, no, you're not going to get that crap anymore. Oh, thank God. I, I, one of the reasons why I stopped going to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg must have heard one of my podcasts because that's I hate I've hated that stuff. That's why I, I've always gone to the newest. What's that on the newsfeed? The most recent on newsfeed because you can keep top stories, which it defaults to, or go to most recent, as I talked about on the last podcast. As we go outside a cafe, anyway, we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. New cyber attack on cryptocurrency investors came from North Korea. Another crappy thing North Korea did. Uh, and then what else? Uh, Russia eyelashes are freezing because Russia sees minus 88.6 degrees. Yikes. Jonas Brothers might be getting back together again. Uh, what was their song? Uh, who cares? And uh, ex-CIA officer suspected of compromising Chinese informants is arrested. A former CIA officer suspected of investigate by investigators of helping China dismantle United States spying operations and identify informants has been arrested the Justice Department said the collapse of the spy network was one of the American government's worst intelligence failures in recent years the arrest of former officer Jerry Chongqing Li 53 capped an intense FBI inquiry that began around 2012 two years after the CIA began losing its informants in China Investigators confronted an enduring mystery. How did the names of so many CIA sources among the agency's most dearly held secrets end up in Chinese hands? Some intelligence officers believed that a mole inside the CIA was exposing its roster of informants. Others thought that the Chinese government had hacked the CIA's covert communications used to talk to foreign sources of information. Well, next show, we'll have less Chris Gaines... Less consternation, maybe, uh, and more something else. And oh yeah, well, we'll have uh, the wonderful Shelley Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, and John Deere the engineer. Enjoy your day, and stuff. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.